Welcome to the UCM. We're your tour guides, Zan Peters and Joe Semino. And we're going to be taking you through our humble little museum's collection. The exhibits may or may not be real, but the stories sure are. Enjoy your visit today at the Uncanny County Museum. I was at the flea market with Allison and I saw two different people right next to each other offering tarot card readings. Okay. All right. Like a comp- friendly yeah. competition. Huh? Mm-hmm, Which mm-hmm. one did you go to? We couldn't decide because it seemed really awkward if you went to one <laughs> and not the other. They just look at you like, are you, are you serious right now? You're going to go to this person, <laughs> not me? Oh, just un- un- Yeah. <laughs> It, it's a real, um, I mean, God, to be whole flea market and you're right next to each other. That's like, just bad luck. They didn't really, wait, they, they didn't look at the cards hard enough. What if it's deliberate? What if it's like the way that Lowe's is deliberately <laughs> across the street from every Home Depot? Oh, mm, there you go. It's like it's forced competition or like if you have like your Carabas next to your Outback Steakhouse, which one are you going to go mm-hmm. to? Or your Taco right, Bell right. and Popeyes. I have, I, I have that problem in my backyard. There literally is a Carabas across the street from uh, the Outback. Really? Yeah, no, oh, literally. In, in, yeah, at my mom's house in uh, in Florida. That Oh, my God. Right behind, <laughs> you look out my bedroom window, there is an Outback, and across the street is a Carabas. Wait, so the Outback is Outback? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... Incredible. I have the... I, I, I go... I go through the bush, and there's Outback. There's the Outback. Go on walkabout, and then you know you you cross, and there's uh there's Carabas. You know Uh, it's uh yeah across the pond. Yeah, yeah, literally. (laughs) Oh my god. But yeah, I well also because their pricing was cryptically different. Um, one person just said five dollar reading. Okay. The other person charged five or sorry, one dollar a minute. So <laughs> they could have talked really slow. Yeah, because like, is the person next to them just giving them the incentive to not take, you know, that much of your time? Um, hmm. Is it like that? Is is it like a type of cap thing? Is this like? the market trying to correct itself <laughs> is this is this the invisible hand uh, ah, that is the hand right, right. drawing your tarot cards oh i mean i'm surprised they didn't offer to pay you or for to be paid in cryptocurrency yet so that'll mm. really be the next level that's coming that's coming next i mean sure. i'm sure like all these all these modern day uh uh witch ladies all take square you know so i'm sure i'm sure they'll take crypto eventually too but i you know, because I've I've had, you know, tarot done just for funsies among friends. I've never right. paid anybody to do it. But it was um, it was one of those things where like uh, you, you can't is it must be really awkward to like pick one over the other, because like if you pick the if you pick one, are you is the other person assuming that it's just because they're asking too much? Um 
you know because if you yeah. can tell if you can tell somebody their read their tarot in one minute one dollar you got it you know not much to tell right you're gonna be fine oh okay. yeah uh but how do i know if i go over right, five minutes right. suddenly i'm uh i'm lo- i'm losing money this is such a philosophical problem as well as just it to me it's just again capitalism ruins everything because this shouldn't be that complicated yet it is because who am i going to give money to in this sense to Mm. read about my future and if i pick the wrong one did i make the wrong choice oh my god now it's the matrix and now everything comes down to decisions uh yeah it would have been nice if they were color-coded the only thing Uh, honestly i was I was a little more inclined to go with the flat fee. Right, one. right. You know, this is not me endorsing a flat tax proposal. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the, I'm a, I don't know, because the only other slightly weird gimmick about the other lady was that she also was doing custom smudge bundles. Oh. Um. You know, where like she has like a little, uh, cylinder of sage uh with all Mm. and with all the the flowers and herbs in it you know right right rosemary and and i I don't know oregano i guess you could cook a chicken with it too if you (laughs) wanted to get a little spice in your life yeah 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 sage rosemary that's 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 a good bird right there Mm. and she also offered those custom bundles and allison asked well uh how, how much are those uh and she says well you got to tell me about yourself and then i'll assemble it and then charge you for the components that's what what a bizarre mm-hmm. business strategy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay that's a that's a red also, flag this, again this is in crystal river which mm. despite sounding very hippy dippy is uh you know as like a picture just red state florida and that's i don't know maybe maybe there's enough you know hippies that telepathically communicate with the manatees there to sustain (laughs) two different tarot card there's there i'm gonna be honest with you that is a trend in terms of now and it is not Mm. to discredit tarot card reading i i I, you know there is some interesting things yeah yeah no no no. i i don't want to i don't want to come down as too hard against it no for sure but it is like the amount of Renaissance fair, there, there's got to be a Venn diagram or or a, or a pipeline of going to Ren fairs and becoming a conservative, because of all of the ones mm-hmm. that I've been to, they are in very like, you know, red zones for for those things. Are you sure you're going to Ren fairs and not Civil War reenactments? No, well, unless there were dragons at the Civil War, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Oh my god! Like kind of uh, like if you had a fantasy version of the Civil War. I mean, isn't that just like, isn't that a few fantasy plots of that? Like, well, let's see, let's see. It, it's t- technically, technically, I think that is part of Abraham Lincoln, uh, Vampire Hunter. Uh, mm, that's true. There is a fantasy it, element there. Wait, wait, wait I. I I know so little about Twilight. Isn't there a part where they talk about mm. the vampires in the Civil War? Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. This is the oh, problem is with some modern fantasy, uh, you know, from Twilight to the Minion movies, where <laughs> you 
you want to incorporate, you know, uh, uh, some some type of magical realism, but then you have to also account for historical events happening around yeah. them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, are vampires bad enough that they also have to be pro-slavery? Right. It adds too much to the question to be it, it, you end up opening this like pandora's box of philosophical plot holes as well as morality questions and it's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we don't have time to unpack that in cars too we don't have we don't have time well for the i mean on, honestly honestly that's it's kind of the one of the glaring problems of the uh netflix original film bright oh god yeah we oh jesus where the where the uh <laughs> the oh. alamo and shrek happened but and, also it's a world with right actual orcs and and elves and magic yeah that's oh jesus it is yeah i think it just i think as someone that has seen both the the stage play and the film rock of ages (laughs) i think it's sort of a similar thing where um you know uh, it's monkeys with typewriters it's um right Bull, Bull, Rock of Ages takes place in a universe where a lot of bands exist that exist in our universe, but in neither one of them does Journey exist. Um, right. But it is still the main character uh, who writes Don't Stop Believing. Mm. And so I think we are to assume Don't Stop Believing is just either generic enough or innate enough in human society <laughs> that we will inevitably come to the conclusion and write that song. We've always been believing, so we can't yes, stop. Yes, we, we have always been believing. Oh my gosh, that is, I think that's a good segue into talking about what we have in front of us right now, maybe. Um, oh, because... you mean like different people coming up with a similar idea? Yeah, actually, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. I, do you know where or why we have these large bone-like, like they kind of look like rocks in our cabinet, and hmm. why there's a label that um, says dragon bones under them? Hmm. Hmm. Well, uh, there's a couple of possibilities. Hmm. Uh, someone got conned uh, when <laughs> our in our acquisitions department, right? The museum. Right. Mm. Or they're real dragon bones. It could be. They could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, or that somebody had to drop their, you know, they had to get them out of their inventory because they're too heavy. Um, you know, if we're if we're gonna be, oh, it's a Skyrim joke. Is, is that sorry. is that how that works? Do museums have to be buoyant? <laughs> well, in, in, in you know, if you have to keep your your um. See, this is what happens, Sam, when I play video games and you don't, because I can't... Mm. I would have to explain the entirety of the, like, mechanics of Bethesda's video games for this to make sense. <laughs> oh, but... Is this a... This, so, wait, wait, wait. This is a Skyrim it's joke a Sky, that I don't... It is a Skyrim joke. That, ...that I don't get because I go outside slightly more. Ouch. Yeah. That's, I can't even argue. I, I, look, I'm sorry. No, it's funny. Don't be. It's you're not. The problem is, Zan, you're not wrong in terms of like when that game came out. I, mm-hmm. I listen. If we're talking about dragons, I have to mention that at least once, and I'm sure I'll throw a Fusro mm-hmm. Da in there when you're not paying attention. Um, but in 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 you know when talking about like dragon bones and how that always has been coming up 
recently i always think of like them as a material because in like fantasy games you can mm. make like swords out of dragon bones and and weaponry but they're so freaking heavy so like you know mm. i just imagine like if you're role playing in skyrim and you have to carry dragon bows you just pull out this like massive femur out of your pocket that weighs like you know a hundred pounds and is like your whole inventory <laughs> but it's just it's one of the amazing things i love about video games so much it's kind of the interesting inverse of um zoo tycoon where <laughs> no matter what size of animal dies uh they uh all turn into a uh a rib cage and pile of meat the yes same, that's the same size like a, 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 the dinosaurs and the expansion pack can die right uh, it's all the same it's, it's all still, the same meat and it's and it's still like a a, a like cow-sized rib cage yes it's, it's perfect oh my gosh but yes uh as indicated by this portion of the uncanny cabinet the series that we've been doing for the last couple of weeks on mythical creatures we are wrapping up today with dragons mm. imagine that hmm <laughs> I'm I'm imagining dragons right now. Are oh are you? Oh. I yes. can't I can't. Um, <laughs> oh, you know um, what? You know what? I think there's gonna be some dragons. There may be dragons. There's something here. I know there's a there be dragons <laughs> joke there. Did you ever see that? there be dragons? Garrett, um, did, did you ever see that movie? There's a movie called There Be Dragons. No. Oh, okay. I thought it was about dragons. It's actually about the Spanish Civil War. So it has nothing to do oh. with dragons. Yeah, <laughs> when I was younger, I watched it because the, the name is so cool. Like, here there be dragons. Oh, that's a great Joe, phrase. Joe's like, you're, I, I'm just imagining you like so angry walking out of licorice pizza being like, they didn't, they didn't even have any licorice pizza. <laughs> there was no, there was none of that there. Oh my gosh. Joe <laughs> is like throwing, throwing uh, your, your, uh, your Nirvana CD out the window. They never say smells like teen spirit. <laughs> exactly oh my Mm -hmm. god anyway Mm -hmm. i had to say that yeah no i i can't have i can't speak to the skyrim lore Mm -hmm. um but uh i i am vaguely familiar with it i'm familiar with the mods you can do uh <laughs> where it's thomas the tank engine it's flying so around hard. shooting fire at uh, people. oh my god it's so funny i guess i guess as as a question because you've talked about skyrim before yeah um and i've nodded uh right along to right it. right uh and skyrim strikes me as something that at least is based on something uh you know as like ha- has like some vague vague uh allusions to uh vaguely northeastern european society mm. medieval society and stuff yeah. are the dragons in skyrim based on any particular lore yes um so because skyrim's a part of the elder scrolls series by bethesda games so it's like it's a whole lineage of these that have existed since like well i i mean the more famous ones are like oblivion and Morrowind, Oblivion, and and Skyrim are like the top. Mm. Skyrim is Skyrim is like Minecraft in a sense of it is culturally so important. And I think I it's good we bring this up now because I was I was gonna actually talk about it mm-hmm. because it is I think how we get a lot of our like dragon iconography and 
because you mm-hmm. know this comes out in 2011 and Game of Thrones mm-hmm. airs in 2011 which then I think oh. takes over as the next sort of dragon imagery we'll see but right. so Skyrim Skyrim is like introducing dragons into the Elder Scrolls um it's a whole lore we're not going to mm-hmm. get into but basically they are both they are incredibly smart and intelligent and evil I guess depending on what mm-hmm. side you want to pick because not all of them are like they don't like humans and they're gonna destroy the world or whatever but they're also like incredibly advanced and they talk which is really confusing but they also have their own language so in oh, and, and Dar- can i can i can i ask what what do, what do they sound like when they talk do they do they also sound like sean connery <laughs> one of them kind of does one of them when they speak because it's like fool i have a quest for you buy more bethesda games <laughs> Well, like I, it's kind of like do you know like Benedict Cumberbatch's like Smaug, uh, voice mm, where yes. it's, it's kind of like that where there's and there's always a bit of like a like a slitherings you know where it's like they'll be talking right right and and it's really loud so I think I think Sean Connor is um I forget the name from Dragonheart but that movie I, I will never forget I think that his movie name is Draco oh it is it is Draco <laughs> you're right he's Draco but but Dennis Quaid has to yeah. name him Draco. <laughs> <laughs> right, of course. Um, oh, jeez. I think that served as an as a as an influence for sure in the voicing. But mm-hmm. it is they. I are, mean, it served as an influence on my entire life. Same, honestly, same. I every time I saw David Thule, Thulin, Thule, David Thule, right from Harry Potter, the actor, and not just Harry Potter, but yeah, he. Every time I see him, I go, "Hey, that's the guy from Dragonheart." Every single time. It's, you know, it's, it doesn't fail because he was he was King Ivan. He was the prince guy who's yeah got yeah the hair. yeah pr- prince and then King Ivan. Yeah, he to me was the prototype, uh, Joffrey Draco Malfoy. Yes, just just skinny blonde bitch. Oh my god! You know? Yeah, he oh just god. just he's a brat. Yeah, he's, he, he's like that. That's the whole thing. He's. He's royalty, but he's just a little shit. He's know? awful. Oh my god, that makes so much sense. Yeah, because like my 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 estranged aunt, um, gay, I think is was responsible for giving me my DVD <laughs> copy of Dragonheart. because oh. uh, I I. I think that's how it came to be in my like constant DVD rotation. The interesting thing was it was one of those DVDs that uh, you could flip over to the B side oh. and you could get Dragonheart 2, A New Beginning. Oh, you got the sequel. I never saw any yeah. of the, I never saw any of the follow-ups. Oh mate, no. Wait, is that the one where there's Dragon Hunters? <laughs> uh What's there's the... Dragon Hunters. Or is in that the in the first, first one? one? Okay, then never mind. I never saw the second. Then that the is the second one has a very um it's got a new beginning yeah yeah it's a new <laughs> beginning uh some some uh very uh just i i think i could even tell as a kid lower budget yeah um and uh it's about i think draco's son or something uh oh. basically um bowen the knight finds an egg if you haven't seen the masterpiece that is dragonheart um draco is the last dragon and he forms a uh a basically an arrangement with a a knight who's a dragon hunt a dragon slayer uh and uh he will keep pretending to die so that bowen can 
keep collecting the reward money and Draco can, um, you know, get to be outside, get out more um, mm. and flirt with uh, human uh, human maidens. Yeah, uh, that was weird. What was up with that? Yeah, yeah, where he's like singing for her and he's like, we dragons like to sing when we're happy. Yeah, and it's like, and she's what? like, she's like, do you? It's like, you're not like any dragon I've met. She's like, how many <laughs> dragons do you know? <laughs> they have to throw in the James Bond uh, kind of vibe to it. and it's. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I totally believe Sean Connery as a dragon, you know, and I know he got a lot of um, flack for that role. But like, you know, especially like when the dragon was like, make sure you hit a woman with the back of your hand. Like, I just really <laughs> believed it. Right, right. It felt really natural. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, it, it, iconic role for Sir Sean Connery. Wait, did he did he wasn't knighted, was he? I thought he was. Maybe that's he, Sir Ian McKellen I'm thinking of. Well, you know what? Yeah, I think I think he was knighted. You know what? I'm not even going to look it up. I'm just, <laughs> just going to say I think, I think Sean Connery was knighted. Yeah, he is. <laughs> okay <laughs> i was um, like well i was trying to think i was like is it different for him because he's scottish but uh, bono is bono a knight sir bono he might be sir bono he might be i have no idea i don't keep up with royalty we don't we don't i don't right right well they're it. knights they they at right. least earned it theoretically they would technically have to fight a dragon i was just gonna say that up. i was just gonna say that's Ringo actually... and Ringo and Paul are gonna have, that's our dragon hunters those are the people that are gonna fight our dragons oh my god well like even even in like it's it's so interesting to be the concept that we have dragons so we need dragon hunters which is a very like western interpretation of that um in terms of dragons right. being something we need to fight because you know mm. and 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 in looking at dragon mythology it is something that exists cross-culturally much like sirens that is, that is the that is the thing that we want to particularly look at here because yeah. this falls right into the pocket of things that we love to talk about which is <laughs> people seemingly independently coming up with a a corroborative yeah. construct and dragons are so interesting and captivating to us because they are cross-cultural and just, you know, that we see something like a dragon appear uh, throughout time and throughout different continents. There's some concept of a giant serpent uh, that sometimes can fly. Yeah. Um, but I guess I guess my question would be... Are is it is it the form, uh? Because mm. is it just the form that we are looking at and then assigning the name of dragon to, uh? But they because they mean different things to different cultures. Is it even appropriate to lump them all together as dragons? And uh, maybe you might know a little more about this. I don't know. I I mean. I'm the, I'm no dragonology expert. I did not have the tome that would declare that to be you one. You didn't but, have dragonology? No, I had Egyptology. I didn't have dragonology. Oh. I did read it, though. I read it a little bit. I skimmed right, it. I skimmed right. it in the Barnes & Noble. Uh, or maybe Borders. I feel like that's where I went to when I was younger. Anyway, mm -hmm. I, I actually would say maybe we, we shouldn't clump them together because I think it would do a disservice to the nuance that comes with what they mean through different mythologies. 
Um, mm -hmm. because technically, like even like in like let's take Skyrim, right? Our our very mm -hmm. famous um or if, Skyrim and Game of Thrones same kind of deal, right? In terms of a dragon that has feet but no wings, um, and it's mm -hmm. not for like and I'm pretty sure it's a is a wyvern. It's not actually a dragon. And then there's also drakes, which exist too as a type of mm -hmm. dragon. I think D and D like Dungeons and Dragons and fantasy genres have also added to this lore to make it different. Whereas like yeah. they do exist in our own mythologies. Mm -hmm. They do show up, but they and they are different mm -hmm. from each other and even in terms of how they're drawn artistically. But mm -hmm. it, it does it's kind of fascinating to me how over time we have created our own second mythology, if you will, of, of pop culture depicting different right. ways. But like in in um I know in Chinese culture as well as even I think Japanese too, um mm -hmm. that it's a different it's a completely different take on dragons. They're more benevolent, more spiritual, more um, mm -hmm. important, and and it kind of almost a declaration of like power, like ultimate power, but at the same time, mm. not in an aggressive stance, but in a very right. like spiritual way. Whereas in and again, please tweet at us and correct us if you know more about these sides because this is something I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm discovering more so recently. Whereas mm -hmm. in and even like um, for Mesoamerica, uh, Quetzalcoatl. Oh my gosh, Quetzalcoatl. Yeah. Oh, Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl yeah. is, is is a yeah. pterosaur <laughs> named after Quetzalcoatl. We'll get yeah. into that in a bit. Yeah, but Quetzalcoatl exactly um, shows up too and is another serpent depiction. But I think we should. I don't know if it would be justified or right to say that that is the same as medieval dragon depictions that we see when we connect knights to the picture. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I, I actually, and it is something fascinating. I've been. I was reading about too that serpent imagery or dragon imagery and iconography mm -hmm. has it, it's it exists pre civilization, especially in these regions. You know that there mm -hmm. are actual you know we have these objects of of ancient stone and jade carvings of you know from from mm -hmm. pre Chinese civilizations in a sense before it becomes like China, mm -hmm. right? You know because it is one of the oldest civilizations, but. Um, right. But the fact that that already exists and is embedded in the culture, as well as same with mm -hmm. Quetzalcoatl, as I was mentioning, in, in Mesoamerica. So it is fascinating. And also the rainbow serpent in of by Aboriginal Australian descent that oh, shows yeah, up. And that's yeah, a completely that's... different isolated area of the world, too. Mm -hmm, and it's really, mm -hmm. really famous and important. So it's it's, again, very fascinating that all of these different cultures all across the world have these symbols. But I don't think it's as... It's not as I think. Um, it's not as straightforward as we want to make it out to be. But I also don't think it's as. Um, it's as complex, so to speak. Where it's not necessarily just like dragons right. must have been real because everybody had dragons. Mm -hmm, but it's not as mm -hmm. easy as saying like everybody fears serpents or everybody's seen a snake, so we made a snake. I think right. that, and I know that that's a potential. That's a potential theory that's been going around where human beings have a fear of snakes you know they show up in the bible they show up in different texts they're meant to be evil mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which makes sense because of campfires and they're dangerous but it's you mm -hmm. know i don't think that's enough basis to be to be forming an entire mythos and idea around particularly but i don't know this is also all of these theories are going to end up being like right. possible in terms of the of, of looking at the iconography and the reasons for them to show up in stories but mm -hmm. um I think too we can get into if they're even real because that's a whole other conversation we need to have because in I think more recently that has been a widely passed theory that 
dragons could have existed or did exist in certain cases mm-hmm. or were mm-hmm. actually aliens who came down from the start. Right. No, but it is like... <laughs> you, you I s- think I saw that in an episode of Ben 10. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but I, I don't know if I answered your question or not in terms of like how they are, they are different. Right. I mean, here's here's my extremely wide swing based on you know being someone who uh did own uh, a copy of dragonology and some of these subsequent titles uh (laughs) here's my extremely wide swing as someone who's not an anthropologist but my my just sort of working theory based on my my limited knowledge is that there is some like you were saying some ancient association of uh of uh serpents with wisdom and power Mm. um that is not necessarily evil but it is just that it is power because i know especially in like a lot of east asian cultures there are sort of different levels to dragons there um depending on how many toes they have uh denotes uh you know if they are a more earthly thing or if they are a more uh cosmic spiritual thing um, you know, a dragon can be a river. A dragon right. know, can, can can be uh, a natural force um, that you know can potentially be harnessed. I'm going to assume that across all of these cultures and continents, there was some ancient understanding of that, and maybe it even popped up. Um, it, it was just enough of a easy connection to make that humanity might have even come up with that independently in different geographies Mm. um what i'm going to suggest next is that in the case of let's say uh europe uh where we have a more malevolent view of dragons i'm going to say that is the later introduction of christianity coming in trying to tame and destroy uh what a a a non um a non-god mm. power that's a, interesting a, yeah a, a power that is uh more ancient and more uh rooted in uh the, the the sort of wicked wisdom hmm. of of hmm. the pagans, you know. Yeah, but it's also it it really does fit their binary idea of good and evil too, right? Like yeah. if they can have okay, well these are our biblical good creatures and these are our you know evil ones, and because it's a serpent, one can assume that it's going to be thrown into the evil category because of Adam and Eve. Right. And then you have like stories like Saint George and the Dragon that are going to just enforce mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you're saying with East Asian cultures, it's a completely different idea. Which I, I, I think is a very fascinating um, theory that you're proposing out there, too, because it does make a lot mm-hmm. of sense. And I mean, I've also heard like and and thought a bit about this, too, that I wonder if it's also a representation of. It may be more so later about the positions of power or government or how these places mm-hmm. are run, whereas like in in medieval society, medieval Europe, it's way more fractured and kingdom based and there's feudalism going on so it's a lot of that where you need 
you know, all of us versus the dragon or all, you know, this kingdom, we're going to rise up and we're going to take down this, this big evil, this, again, this binary, this thing that has to be, right. It has to be the bad guy. So we are not, it's not more of a, of a, um, of a unified state. Whereas in, in, in other cultures, it could very well be where you see more passive dragons. I don't know if I'm explaining this as properly as I probably should be, but, um, I, I just think that there is, because it's because it's kind of interesting that the dragon mm-hmm. goes through these change and it's not like cause even I think in the one in, in St. George and the dragon, it's more it's more akin to that of Lucifer taking the form of a serpent where it's not this like it's kind of I think it's gotten mm-hmm. changed into a much larger dragon and a much more different motive one but to my on to my remembering of it. So that could be right. again wrong, but it is this it's more of a you know, St. George is going to conquer the serpent that's going to pose evil. Um, and then again, we get later on much more fantastical versions of this. Mm-hmm. But then even as we mentioned with giants, you know, again, the world serpent, Jormungandr in, in Norse mythology being a literal mm-hmm. giant snake that ate, that can eat the world um, <laughs> is fascinating too, but not, isn't inherently evil either. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. bad creature. I mean, I don't, I'm not read up on my Norse mythology because it's incredibly complicated, but mm-hmm. it is just interesting. And, and, and I think maybe defending to what you're saying that it is, you do get this new introduction as Christianity approaches. Right. And I mean, it's maybe it's the, the introduction of monotheism in general, that, ah, mm. that there is some kind of great power that, must be at odds with uh some type of um some type of other force uh and you know i say this as someone that fully acknowledges that you know the 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 hebrew bible itself is you know a a a conglomerate of uh other ancient cultures and stuff but you know the the serpent in the garden of eden is only contextualized as the devil later by christians oh I if you that. were to just read genesis on its own and you were to read it in the context of the torah it's just a talking snake oh my god have i actually been i think i've been infiltrated I'm. Compl- <laughs> I think my entire memories you're not, you're have not, been not you're not infiltrated no, you're I just d- catholic <laughs> No, but it, I guess that's true. It's okay. No, no, wait, but it might. No, but see, now I'm questioning because I was like, wait a minute. Was I taught it was a, a talking snake or was I taught it was the devil? I don't remember. I genuinely don't. Now I'm. Con- oh my God, did I get inceptioned? <laughs> that, we're going to have to unpack that at a different level. Yeah, but um, <laughs> there's. I, I. Hi there. My name is Colby White, and I'm one of the hosts from Force Football Facts a podcast where my friend Zachary and I force our other friend Tyrell to give us insights into the game, even though he doesn't know anything about it. We use our humor to bring you weekly football news in a new way that takes fan opinions into account while also helping new fans understand why we love this game so much. You can check us out on our website, forcefootballfacts.com, or wherever podcasts are available. Hope to see you soon. There, there is the one Bible story, um, and I think it's uh, 
even in reference to the Babylonians, because they had like the ancient Sumerians had like, you know, the, the gate of Ishtar and that had yeah. dra- the the dragons on it and stuff. Right. And it, some someone in the Bible uh, says that they they fe- it said that they fed the dragon poison and killed it to prove that it was a mortal, that it wasn't a god. Mm. And I think that's um, that's more of the colors of what uh the bible might be trying to show that there is some greater uh more anthropomorphic god uh that uh that is um that that is the true power and Mm. maybe to some extent that is if that's the lens that you look at the world through then maybe you're maybe that is the the the, uh the 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 Mm -hmm. takeaway from it um, that this ancient uh, notion of worshiping serpents that hold the world in balance, whether it's the rainbow serpent in Australia or it's Ouroboros in mm, um, yeah. ancient Babylon, um, that there is that there is something else, that there is this human-shaped uh, power that poses uh, a threat to uh, that slightly more earth-worship type of thing. Because we're you know we we want to understand uh you know well why did all of these ancient cultures make this assumption that serpents held uh wisdom uh you know and i guess it a lot of what people will look back and say in an english translation of the bible is like oh this was a dragon and this was a dragon and that's not necessarily always the correct translations for a lot of stuff you know it can be serpent it can be monster so i think this shows that that we could still keep the category of dragon maybe sure but there is uh, a multitude within those things uh, that exists in multiple cultures that reflects a multiplicity that reflects mm. um, the good and bad that reside within any kind of power construct. You know, if you want to look at Leviathan as a dragon, you know, it's um, slightly more malevolent, but ultimately Leviathan is also supposed to be um you know, a, a, a symbol of, uh, conquering enemies, you know, it's, uh, it's a, uh, you know, it, it, it could fall into that category. I guess it depends on how broad you want your definition of what a dragon is. Um, did you ever read the book, uh, the comic book Bone by Jeff Smith? I haven't actually, I know you've talked to me a lot about it and I should read mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, yeah. Bone was like I reread that so many times as a kid. Mm. I was so fascinated by Bone. But one of the, one of the things about it is, um, you know, basically the, the the main characters who are like cartoony, like they <laughs> look like old timey cartoon characters. They're very simply drawn. They've got dots for eyes, and suddenly they they seem to wander into this high fantasy, uh, you know, uh, a, like it's like they wander into a different comic book, right? And sud and suddenly they're in this sword and loincloth world where you know there's this medieval medieval society that, huh. uh 
dragons are a myth, but also dragons are real, but also dragons are part of the older religious institution uh, that previously existed with uh, within the valley that they find themselves in. Hmm. Um, and that's I I I again I highly recommend that that comic series. Uh, but I think it's it was uh, a it it was it did feel like more of an attempt to look at maybe the way dragons were viewed uh in a pre-christian world of uh of of sort of a a creature more associated with religion that mm. it is it it is built into their society that that dragons have a uh, a spiritual quality to them that being said the dragons are also real in that world. right right are they like violent ones too like kind of like your medieval um, dragons um it's very weird i want to say they're actually fairly creative in the way that they're drawn oh. they do not look like typical dragons the most typical dragon is like the queen of the dragons named mim who mm. is basically the is basically Ouroboros. Oh. she in ancient times held uh the universe uh in balance by you know holding her tail in her mouth whoa um but most of the dragons have very weird designs and stuff I, this brings me to another thing i'd like to talk about dragons and yeah, i guess yeah, in yeah. the sky in the skyrim you know world too right is at least uh in the last century i feel like there are you know, there are like kind of two different camps of people that do dragon art. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. And one, I think, I, I don't know what you would call it, but definitely the ex like um, extremely like shaggy, let's say look that i feel like the skyrim dragons a lot of high fantasy stuff even game of thrones which tries to be a little more realistic looking there's like a shaggy gaunt look to dragons mm. and then i feel like there's a different camp that sort of smooths them out a little bit more and i feel right. like they're looking at dinosaurs slightly more i'm thinking like mm. I'm I'm picturing like uh, dragons of Pern, dragon riders of Pern. Mm, um, right, right, right. You know, may, maybe a little bit more, uh, a, a little bit more the direction of like Harry Potter dragonology. Um, you know, trying to make them look more like probable uh, animals. Yeah, and, and and I mean, even part of that is what you mentioned earlier—the Wyvern design, where. Um, <laughs> The dragons don't have front legs. They only have uh, wings for arms. And even that is a deliberate choice. Are you, are, are you familiar with uh, the phrase tetrapod? Familiar, but I don't know what it means. Okay, I mean... I mean, I can could, put it together, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so tetrapod, four feet. Um, this right. is the design of all living uh, land vertebrates where we... Our body plan is uh, four legs or fewer. Mm -hmm. um, where, uh, you know, that... Because the the fish that crawled out of the ocean that evolved into every living vertebrate... 
that we have on land today, because they had this very specific body plan of two front legs, two back legs, every living land vertebrate has that. You know, there's nothing with um with six limbs the way some dragons are depicted um or more there's n- there's nothing with that griffin type body plan that exists um i feel like anytime you see the wyvern body plan you're seeing a little bit of an attempt to try and almost justify uh to some extent the dragon because it's saying look we're following we're following that body plan we're following the the tetrapod uh model Right. Well, I think oh, you see, you see, you say wyvern, I say wyvern. And I, I have no idea which one is correct, but <laughs> I, I think um, well, don't wyverns only have two legs though? I think, and then wings, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. But, okay. But it, it would be following the same logic as a bat. Um, yes. Yes. That's what I was gonna say. The, the bat, bat wings, bird wings, uh, pterosaur oh, wings. Still, right. All of those are homologous structures with our own arms so right right. if you were to do a one-to-one body comparison of yourself and a bat a bat's wings are your you know humerus radius and ulna the same way a bat's are um just you know under different evolutionary pressures to become wings whereas you have uh opposable thumbs interesting Uh, yeah so they're not like say insect wings which are you know independent of their legs right that makes sense i mean it's also kind of like that's another thing i've heard and it's also kind of fascinating to think about like the physics of the dragons that are depicted in a lot of like games or movies and things just doesn't really Mm -hmm. make much they're not very aerodynamic right like it's not i mean that's the other thing with the very shaggy dragons yeah that, that it just seems like it kind of is the um you know, just trying to add more and more spikes and stuff. They gotta fight to the dragon. Yeah, they gotta be cool. Cause spikes, because if you have spikes, Zan, you can't pierce them with a broadsword, which <laughs> it brings up a whole other thing that, like, I, I, I don't know why I get TikToks of like, like swords and information about swords. I guess it thinks I'm still ten, but um, I did see an interesting <laughs> you've concept. Studied, you've studied the blade. I, yeah, I, I dabbled, you know, I studied it in mm-hmm. books, um, but it is, well, because it's also just, like, fascinating, I do find that interesting, but um, there, was a, there was a talk about how if we did have fantasy creatures that existed, and we had to, like, hunt dragons, let's say, we would invent weapons to do it, we wouldn't just mm-hmm. use, you wouldn't use a longsword, because a longsword's meant, for, or a broadsword, either one, is meant mm-hmm. for piercing through plate armor to mm-hmm. kill and it's for human opponents. You wouldn't go fighting a dragon with the broadsword. I mean, I guess you could argue to get through plates, but it doesn't really like are not plates. Um, they're scales, but still, it doesn't make much sense. But I'm surprised. I I actually just realized too. I haven't I haven't mentioned this, and I know like we are blending a bit of fantasy elements of what dragons are or what any of these creatures we've been talking about are into our own reality. And I like that we've been coming at it in terms of an evolutionary idea of like, okay, well, let's break it down. How would these things even exist based in mm-hmm. our understanding of evolution? But mm-hmm. I forgot that there is, and I wonder, and I don't, I don't necessarily consider this as a reality or at possible, but it is fascinating as some fantasy ways around this, like in the Witcher series, where it's not like they're not from here. 
that there's that hmm. there's a there's a conjunction it, it, in a way it's kind of like in Norse mythology actually and I'm, I think it borrows from it but there's a conjunction of the spheres or of re, of, of physical planes of existence that monsters pass through into the hum, or into the actually elven world and then humans end up end up in the elven world and it's mm. it has that sort of a vibe to it so a lot of the monsters that they have to end up dealing with are not mm-hmm. they're not terrestrial to earth, the earth plane they're to something else to a different earthen plane or whatever i don't remember mm-hmm. exactly i never read the books but well, it's, it's fascinating it's, that, as a concept it's the whole goblin universe concept yeah yeah exactly so it's it's kind of interesting to think about it like okay well like that opens up a whole nother workaround for fantasy writers to get into how these creatures could appear in a a human-like world. Kind of like Game Mm -hmm. of Thrones in a sense, but they didn't do that part. They didn't go that far in terms of magic Mm. because it's more more realistic and gritty. Um, Mm -hmm. But... I don't know. It's 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 fascinating, but again, then we enter this in completely different realm of what dragons mean, and it's I think away from more religion and spirituality, and we end up that they're higher beings or monstrous or you know mm-hmm, just terrifying mm-hmm. world destroyers. But it's they you know because like even in like Tolkien's books, like in The Hobbit mm-hmm. specifically, Smaug is the representation of greed. And, you know, hoarding right. wealth that's from the dwarves, and then there's a whole other thing. But, you know, it's, it is, yeah. they have personalities, they talk, they speak common yeah, tongue, they're, they're which meant, is they're crazy. Meant, they're meant to mean something. And I yeah. mean, I could, I could actually, uh, if you come over right here, you'll see a well mm. in the middle of the, oh, uh, that's in cool. the middle of our exhibit here. Yeah. Huh. Uh, do you want to throw any coins down there? Yeah, let me see if I got, I got a nickel. Let me just flick that in and, um. Cool. I think it's yeah. it. I don't keep much change going on me down, anymore. Going down, going down, going down, and oh, I think you hit something down oh, there. there. we Something's go. moving down there. Oh. Um. Well, this uh well is actually part of a fairly famous dragon story you might have heard of called the Lampton Worm. Are you familiar? I'm not actually. So this actually comes to us from uh the northeast of England, uh, Durham County, uh, in the 14th century. Uh, actually a fairly famous uh, dragon story but um we'll kind of see it has a lot of the tropes of uh mm. what what a a you know medieval english dragon <laughs> right voiced by sean connery <laughs> yeah yeah you can picture you know all, all of the people with this with like you know geordie accents and everything um this takes place uh near the uh the river Ware. Uh, and uh, John Lamp- Lampton is the son of a the Lord, uh, Lord Lampton, and uh, he skips out on church to go Ooh. fishing in the river. Can't do that. That's a big no-no. Yeah, and uh, in some versions of the stories, it's a witch, but in uh, other versions, there's an old man who uh, warns him, no good can come from missing church. Uh, so, but, you know, John little little john uh you know ignores the old man yeah. and goes to the river and catches a strange uh creature uh, on his fishing line and uh he doesn't know what it is it's like kind of like a, uh, a salamander it has uh holes in the sides of its head but it's also kind of like an eel it's mm. very ferocious though um for such a small little creature um and he is told by the old man who returns and say, he catched the devil. It's like the guy from Jaws. So, 
just over there yelling at him. <laughs> yeah, it's just Quint. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, was, that, was, that was the devil there, chief. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so John Lambton uh, is going back home, uh, but decides instead he doesn't want to deal with the trouble of the creature and throws it in a well this well right here actually oh um huh. and it is there in that well that the creature grows and grows and grows until it is an enormous monster uh in the meantime john has been sent off to fight in the barbary uh crusade you know, like against like the barbary pirates and stuff so he's off you know somewhere in the mediterranean you know like fighting like, yeah the algerians coast. or whatever right yeah um and uh so what what happens is while he's away the worm or drag that now it has become a proper dragon uh is now poisonous and the well becomes toxic from the dragon this is also a part of uh you know uh medieval uh dragon traditions that they are poisonous Hmm. It begins killing livestock. Children are disappearing. Cows won't produce milk anymore. Um, and the townsfolk are really mad at Lord Lambton. The dragon uh, is going after him next. And Lord Lambton uh, sort of appeases the dragon uh, and gives it milk from uh, nine good cows. Uh and it's it's weird thinking about a dragon drinking milk, but you know, well, I guess you know it's it's suspension how you, of disbelief, it's, Sam. It, it's how it's how you uh, you know envision you know this just taking everything that these people have, right? So John Lambden comes back uh, from the crusade and you know sees that his his father's uh, you know uh, lot of land that he's been given to rule over is like falling into ruin he finds out it's because of the dragon i don't know how he makes the connection that it's the creature he threw in the well but that is part of the story he um he asks a witch for help mm. uh and the witch tells him to cover his armor in spearheads so that when the dragon tries to coil around him uh it uh it won't be able to press in and crush him because that's the other thing. This dra- this uh the the Lambden worm is supposed to be able to like uproot a tree. It's so big and powerful. There's even a uh hill there that sort of has a coiled shape to it that they say was created by the dragon. That's cool. Um Yeah, yeah. Um and then he is told by the witch that after he kills the worm, he must kill the next creature he sees or his family will be cursed for nine generations. Makes total sense. Yep. Pretty scary. Pretty suddenly get, it suddenly, you know, is very, suddenly very good, a very Greek story. Yeah, really. Uh, it's literally <laughs> the killing of a sacred deer. Like, yeah. So, um, <laughs> he tells his father, uh, I, when I kill the dragon, I will blow my hunting horn three times and then you will release a hound and I will kill the hound. Um, so, you know the the dragon attacks him tries to coil around him but he has the the spear points on his armor mm. so the dragon can't um you know crush him right he's got the uh, buff and, and, so yeah yeah then then he takes his sword and slices the dragon in half you know like a boss whoa uh, yeah yeah and uh 
he blows his hunting horn three times, but his father, so, you know, excited to hear his son is still alive and his son has, you know, grown as a man and isn't going to skip church on Sunday anymore, <laughs> right. um, you know, runs to his son uh, and the son uh, can't bring himself to kill his father. Uh, and the second creature he sees is the dog and then he kills the dog. Um, so he still gets cursed for nine generations. Wow, that ended very Greek, very fast, very tragedy. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, yeah. Moral of the story: I, go to church. Yeah, I I guess so. Yeah, go go to go to church. When's the last time you went to church? Go to church. Otherwise, mm. dragons. Dragons are cool. We'll take the dragons, guys. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dra- dragon. <laughs> yeah. I just think this is part of a long tradition of the British being notoriously bad at identifying reptiles. <laughs> Because, like, they've got... The Scottish have Nessie. Right. right. The the Irish have the the whole thing with uh, St. Patrick and the snake. Oh, and the Sex of Ireland, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And then the English have this. Uh, <laughs> you know, a, an eel, worm, salamander thing. Right. And then later... I forget his name. Uh, we talked about him in another exhibit, but that one guy that identified uh, Basilosaurus, a prehistoric <laughs> whale, as a type of giant lizard. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. That's just... I mean, at least whales got it right with their dragon flag. So... <laughs> oh, wow. Whales. Yeah, there the you go. country got it right. I wonder if the person huh. who named Basilosaurus is from Wales. That oh. would that would really pull everything together, even though Wales wow. does not is not spelled the same. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, amazing! I, mm-hmm. I mean, you're not. I don't think you're wrong, Zan. I think they're onto something there with your theory. Uh, but it is that's a very <laughs> crazy story. I mean, you could definitely. It's definitely very visual in terms of how it's all yeah. depicted, and also very English in its sense of how it goes. Um, right. I think the amazing thing is he came back from the Crusades, okay? Because you know. The rate of yeah, coming that, that back part, at that, that time part's a little like, glossed over. Yeah, I was but, like, wait a minute. He managed to get across the sea and back in, in medieval ships? All right. That's pretty impressive, <laughs> man. I mean, yeah, I guess. Is that is that really the more unbelievable thing? I guess in, um, <laughs> that, that you survived the Crusades. I'm a person of practicality, Zan. The Crusades were pretty brutal. And they went uh, through yeah, the desert in guess, plate armor. Okay. Like, well, yeah, because, well, I mean... Well, Beowulf predates the Crusades, but Beowulf gets yeah. killed by a dragon. Maybe if you can survive mm. the Crusades, facing a dragon isn't so bad. I mean, to be fair, yeah. Also, we're not entirely sure this happened. I don't um, think it did. I think it's safe to assume it's <laughs> allegorical, but um, maybe, maybe. Yeah, but uh, this is, again, um, sh- I think illustrates the acceptance of these incredibly powerful forces right, right. outside of Christendom and uh, or, or whatever the mainstream religion is, mm-hmm. but that there's some sort of conquering of it. Right. Uh, there has and, to be. And, and that I, and to that extent, you know, it's, it's that lens that wants to paint the dragon as evil. Mm, um, right. And, you know, then if we compare this to other places in the world where dragons can be, you know, uh, neutral or benevolent, 
it's it's just a it is a different relationship to i think the wisdom of the earth if you want to get that hippy dippy about it um right yeah yeah i mean you know there's there's plenty of people today i think that are dragon kin and by plenty i mean you know maybe like a couple hundred but you know that's <laughs> that law law of large numbers there's there's probably, probably more than a hundred zed to be honest yeah have you ever done any research into what your dragon name would be um no can't say i have <laughs> have you I've done a little research on tumblr okay, uh, um, right the place to go yeah yeah so we've got last two letters of your first name mm. middle two little letters of your last name first two letters of your mother's name last letter of your father's name that is so much oh my gosh wait so <laughs> first two letters of your first, first name. name okay right so j o J-O, right okay middle we... two letters of your last name c i well that's the first wait that'd be the first letter if it's oh letter sorry C-I. middle two letters so wait m <laughs> M I or C I yeah yeah you, you, yeah, you, you got an even number yeah. of yeah okay so J O M I so Jomi okay first two letters of your mother's name S I so last letter of your father's name well it's the same as mine so E um so J O M I S I E Okay. Jomisi? Jomisi? Jomisi. That's kind of cool. I'll take it. Amazing how you still sound Italian <laughs> as a dragon. <laughs> Jomisi. Why Jomisi. are you not make the spaghetti? Oh my god, I'm just an Italian. I'm an Italian dragon. <laughs> Italian dragon? Oh my god. Uh... As the, fo- the follow-up to the American dragon? Oh my god, yeah. There you- well, that's like um, that's like that show. Wasn't it Jake Long American Dragon, right? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, this is real. That, okay. that really terrible that really terrible redesign. Did they redesign it? Do you remember that? No. Yeah, do you remember that like halfway through the show they redesigned it and everybody lost their mind? <laughs> I don't I really I don't remember. <laughs> I'll okay, I'll have to look into that after. So Jomisi. Jomisi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, the you know, there, there's a lot of power in a name. Yeah, I said you were going to say that. I, wait, wait so, oh my god, I, I, so what's your, wait, what would your dragon name be? What's your dragon name? It's your favorite soda and your least favorite soda. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even, that's well, a there's bit another, damn bit. I there's can't another take one that. here that says, uh, how about this? <laughs> your name backwards, so I could go with Nax. Nax? Um, Nax, oh, yeah, that's so Nax, cool. yeah. Nax? The, the parentheses current mood um oh. uh mildly entertained uh quarter of last thing you ate tuna fish and object to your right guitar pick Whoa. so i am i am nax the mildly amused harder of tuna sandwiches and uh and guitar picks that's fitting that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. That sounds right. You know, if Jomisi <laughs> fits me because it's Italian, I feel like all uh-huh. of those combined make sense. Next, mm-hmm. next, I feel like is if you ever need a D and D name, use that. That's good. That would be fun. That would be cool. Huh. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. bizarre. I oh my gosh. I I wonder if anybody has like teleported into the realm of dragons or tried to do that, like they do with other like fictional things. Do you think they'd be like particularly prepared if they were like also no. like a dragon furry? 
no. I think they would be eaten immediately mm. because, mm. The, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know Anyone, how much preparation you I, mean, I feel you like do. if you could survive Dragon Con, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But I mean, we 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 have we have that fascination with dragons. Yeah. We want to imagine what life would be like with dragons. Yeah, uh, we, we want to imagine dragons, as I've said. I mean, yes, that's, 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 yes, um, yeah. We we all want to be on top of the world. Yeah, oh my uh, god, on the nice. back of a dragon. But it's even like I feel like I I feel like Imagine Dragons never leaned into the imagery of their name. They enough. I've really said that did before, not. and I'll say it again. Like. <laughs> Like why why didn't they like go like go for it? Why didn't they you know try to be like you know an alternative rock band, but also like <laughs> you know a little mystical? You know, I think it would have been fun. I think it would have been cool. Yeah. Would have added some elements there. Mm-hmm. I could see a world like you know um like like how to train your dragon being pretty cool mm. where we live amongst the dragons but they hate they right. hate we hate them but then we end up agreeing you know becoming one with dragons and then they leave well mm-hmm. yeah um but it's i feel like that movie needs more hype in terms of dragon representation because that's honestly one of the most interesting right. versions of that i've seen in a while and thankfully not like aragon where the dragons talk because that would have ruined the movie <laughs> just like it did to aragon well, the dragons talk telepathically in aragon yes yeah and it's so uncomfortable it's so <laughs> weird like because they just not want to animate the lips or does that happen in the book i think I say I read the book, but I don't remember. I think I did. I, I think it happens in the book that I speak telepathically. Mm. But again, it makes sense when you read it. It it, it doesn't make sense mm. visually for dragons to talk. It's right. just, it's unnecessary. I mean, that's, that that's one of those those that like that the dragon design kind of falls into like kind of more like a horse. Like it's got to have like kind yeah. of more of a horse like head, so you can picture you know someone riding it. Well, theoretically even, but even medieval dragons kind of do too or, or i'm sorry more like fantasy dragons do as well like the ones we're more right. familiar with have like horse-like heads and they have to be mm-hmm. yeah rideable i guess is a good way to put it yeah. we don't get much nazgul like they're actually mm. not they're actually not called that but the dragons I, yeah, from lord yeah. of the rings There's, you know if, if we our our sophisticated audience knows that they're the dragons that the nazgul <laughs> ride are technically called... not nazgul yeah but i mean like okay uh so also while i was in to, to circle back a little bit to yeah. to to go back to the beginning while i was in crystal river i also happened to go to a little dive bar we ran into uh an acquaintance of allison's that she you know, hasn't seen since high school or whatever. Um, we're talking and stuff. And a super nice guy, but he hears, you know, I'm into like paleontology and stuff and then wants to talk to me about dragons. <laughs> Naturally. And so, uh, uh, some guy uh, named Forrest Galante, um, mm. Galante, I don't know, was on <laughs> the Joe Rogan experience and was talking to Joe about... Uh, if dragons were real, they probably didn't fossilize because their bones were hollow. Um, mm-hmm. And he asked me about this, and I had had a couple of drinks at that point, <laughs> which meant that I was brutally honest and started talking about paleontology and why he was wrong. Oh, and, and just And just really started breaking this guy's dreams of dragons, you know? Right. And part of this is that 
you know, I I get the temptation that all these cultures on Earth all came up with dragons, so there must be some, you know, physical, hard uh, um, so, sort of thing that you could point to and say, that's it, that's that's the dragon. But you have to also look at the fact that cultures all over the world, dragons are kind of like chimeras. They're right. amalgamations of the animals that those uh, people were interacting with. And... In a lot of cases, I'm even hesitant to say that dragons are based off of people finding fossils, because while I'm sure that would add to the mythos, in a lot of cases, I feel like depictions of dragons really are, they're, they're quite clear in what animals they are based on. You can yeah. see the influences of those things. I'm not going to say like, you know, someone in China, because this happens to this day, you know, um, someone digs up a dinosaur tooth and sells it, you know, for traditional medicine to be ground up as dragon bone or dragon tooth like that, that, that certainly happened back then as it does now. Mm. Um, but you know, to, to then go to the idea of, well, their bones didn't fossilize because they were hollow so that the dragons could fly doesn't really make any Sorry. more sense considering all of the other animals that we have that did fossilize Why? that <laughs> right like like bird we i i it, it's understandable like certain animals it is more difficult for them to fossilize than others i mean you know we have plenty of turtle fossils not very many jellyfish fossils you know right there's uh there's quite a few things about turtles that make them easier to fossilize right of course um you know, just just having uh, bones. Right, right. But that being said, like, especially out of China, we have really fantastic bird fossils. Mm. And, you know, those do get preserved. And also, we have plenty of flying animals with hollow bones that did fossilize at a variety of sizes. Have you ever heard of, um, as opposed to Quetzalcoatl, have you ever heard of Quetzalcoatlus? I have not actually. So imagine a stork that is also a giraffe. Whoa, that is like that yes. big. Yes, that's terrifying. So, so Quetzalcoatlus um, it is named after Quetzalcoatl, but is a uh, an American Asdarkid pterosaur. So the Asdarkids mm. were this absolutely enormous group of flying reptiles uh, during the Cretaceous. Uh, Quetzalcoatlus like is about as tall as a giraffe. Its wingspan is estimated to have been, you know, over 30 feet. It mm. would have been like a like a, a Cessna airplane. Wow. Um, that is terrifying. You know, it pro yeah, it, it it's absolutely crazy looking. It has an enormous head, but you know, that head was hollow. Its bones were all filled with uh, you know, pockets and air sacs so that it was fairly lightweight for how large it looked but it probably right. hunted on the ground like a stork um you know uh it's it's quite a popular right now to illustrate it you know like eating baby dinosaurs like mm. a stork uh but okay. like it not not like a stork now but like the way right. that storks hunt you know <laughs> right, where right, they, right they lean over and pluck things off of the ground with their uh long bills mm. um 
But, you know, this is an animal that was capable of flying that we have fossil evidence for, and we have fossil evidence of the group of uh, reptiles that it belonged to, the the pterosaurs, and more specifically as darkets. Um, so that doesn't even really hold true to the to that idea. You know, we have fossils of giant flying reptiles. Not to say right. that we could find we couldn't find more. We could, but again, these are also animals that died out with the dinosaurs. We right, have. Right pretty much no evidence of uh these of pterosaurs you know living past 66 million years ago jesus that is so far oh my gosh um yeah wow i mean yeah these look terrifying like oh did you uh, look one up i did yeah because i needed a visual and i and i think i've seen them before too i just didn't know that was the name but they yeah that is arguably scarier than a dragon i'm gonna be honest maybe yeah no it's like absolutely insane like oh my god and it's 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 crazy that it it literally existed on this planet. It like mm-hmm. we have our own incredible creatures that have existed here. That I think it's like why mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I I never was a, I was I was a dinosaur kid only in terms of playing with them, but I never went forward with that. I just again I absorb paleontology by people I've interacted with, mostly just you, Zan, <laughs> but still. Um, and it's it is, it is honestly really fascinating to me how much. Like, just, like, thinking for a minute, like, wait a minute, like, you know, Mm -hmm. millions and millions of years ago, these creatures existed here, and we had all types of, you know, reptiles, I guess, right? Just all types of creatures that, yeah, that, um... That inherited the same Earth, even though it's different, mm-hmm. and we have changed, and we've seen it gone over through lots and lots of changes. It is still the same physical plane, and I think that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's very—I mean, you can have an existential crisis very quickly, so take your time in terms of going back that far in your head. But at the same time, <laughs> it is just like, whoa, we don't necessarily—I I mean, I'm not trying to dismiss any thoughts of these things i think it's fun to think of the fantastical and the the what if possibilities it's why cryptids are so interesting to me and again that mm-hmm. that longing for something else the but and and as we kind of touched on with the giants that's an allusion to nature but even here it's like there has been different types of creatures already present and i just think acknowledging mm-hmm. that instead of just making false claims that there's really uh dragon bones and that there's really you know dragons existed but they died out before we could prove it and it's just such a lazy way of of exploring that option i mean honestly yeah. even the the whole idea that they could have appeared through our, re- our reality or could do that is more interesting than the just like they magically disappeared and it just so happens that i can't prove it it's again i right. have the i have the secret but i can't show you because i wasn't allowed to and it's like okay right yeah yeah and i mean and it's not to say that like we shouldn't and, and, and i'm not saying this in a way that uh like we shouldn't be critical of mythology and uh you know non-western religion and stuff like you know everything deserves to be studied and evaluated but also there is this element that you can't divorce a lot of these myths and legends from the religions that they are yeah uh, that they are appearing out of um and to kind of you know, throw them into that realm of cryptozoology, I think also does them a bit of a disservice. I agree. Because, um, 
I, I get in one sense, like we want to, uh, you know, th- there's a, there's a tremendous amount of interest in, um, uh, looking at, uh, uh, like Native American mythology and stuff mm-hmm. and trying to, uh, reconcile that with, uh, cryptid sightings and stuff. Um, and that can be interesting until it gets really awkward. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, where, you know, it, it, it can come off, it can start to come off as, you know, quite disrespectful, actually. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm, I'm not enough of an expert on that to, to speak on it, but the, T- to me, there is there is something weird about how like, oh, well, you know, we want to look at the Lamazu and the skinwalkers and look at all of this as evidence of there being, you know, these creatures that walk the earth amongst us. And it's not I, I, I think when you again, the problem of trying to put dragons under one taxonomy like that is not is ignoring the cultural purposes that they serve for all of those different you know Mm. things you know we don't have to come at this from the perspective of christianity is evil and has always been evil we just have to look at what the dragon represents to to it Mm. as opposed to what the idea of some wise otherworldly serpent might mean in a different cosmology yeah i think that's a good way to put it that makes yeah, that's a really good way to honestly sum this up, and I think a good way going forward as well. Yeah. Um, in terms, of I mean, that- well, like, was wasn't that a like a big critique of like the original animated Mulan movie? Was that Mushu was oh, too yeah. like, like it was? I I have no desire to see the live action Mulan. I yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not gonna see it either. But yeah. um, I know it was a it was it was really it was considered really disrespectful, um, culturally. And from from what I remember about the the scandal surrounding mm-hmm. that, and because he's made to be comic relief, and it's like a holy right. symbol in the in the in the cultural, um, you know, cosmology as you're saying. So it's like it's Disney, Disney yeah. also just has has done that many times. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be a total hypocrite too right now and say that that is uh, also one of my favorite uh, of the Disney Renaissance movies. It's a good, it's a good, it's, <laughs> It's a great movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> it is a good movie. I mean, um yeah. but it but it, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's hard. It's the same thing with like Well, it's also just a part of I think the bigger This is this is also just the part of Disney in general that no one really wants to talk about, but we will have to eventually mm. of like yes, these things can be good movies, but they can also be very harmful in terms of how we see things. Um mm-hmm. and that's a whole Yeah, no, other every time I but, see it Every time I see a Greek person, I'm always wondering why they aren't breaking out into gospel music. Of course, as you should, because all you yeah, know, Hercules... I mean, they they just really reinforce that very harmful stereotype about Greek people. Oh my god! You know, every time you know I see a Hun that doesn't have yellow eyes. Yeah, I mean, again, I still also don't think they're the Huns in terms of that time period, but that's for a, that's for a different thing. Uh, they said they were the Huns. Doesn't mean they're right, Sam. <laughs> I don't I know. What prof- do I know? I had a professor who was one sixteenth Hungarian, and she did not have yellow eyes. 
I, I don't know what I, the percentage are, Hungari- I, I don't, I think, don't know what percentage Hungarian she was. She just would talk oh. about being part Hungarian a lot. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> I I mean I don't think the Huns are actually Hungarian though. Are they? They are They're from the, that the, Hungar- the Hungarian are in part Huns, I believe, because the Huns were invading from Asia. I think I thought Eastern it was Europe. the Mongols though. I think they also were, but it's probably both. Well, the Huns did come through that way, so that makes sense. And I think that mm-hmm. maybe I'm. The, I think I'm wrong. I don't know. I could also be very wrong. I guess we um, just don't know we, enough about is, that is time. This, is, this, is this another sardine Sardinia situation? Maybe, but honestly, I don't know. I mean, I think it's. I will say one of the good things about this is at least we'll admit that maybe we're wrong and aren't just going to assume <laughs> yeah. things on on a you know in a museum. I, but it's if all anybody journey. out there knows more yeah. about a specific cultural dragon they are familiar with from anywhere in the world, we would love to do a follow up about yeah. this. If you have a particular thing you want to share, yeah, please um, reach out. That would be great. Yeah, and I guess with that we can kind of bring uh, this exhibition to a close. Yeah, this has been, I think so. This has been really fun. I guess we'll we'll need to board up that well. Yeah, that's a real safety hazard. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll get yeah. on that after this. But yes, uh, but <laughs> this has been a really fun yeah. thing to talk about. You know, I think not just coming off as people were dumb back in the day but more of there there are broader ways to look at uh these creatures like maybe they're trying to tell you to go to church <laughs> maybe oh my god what if oh my god hosier is a dragon <gasps> oh my god it makes sense He's... andrew is a dragon all along from is, from is... the <laughs> an irish dragon that's why he's so chill makes sense totally makes <laughs> that's sense. kind of honestly like what you could picture you know a dragon you know this eternal spirit that shows up every right. few years singing a song yeah i mean makes sense i could see it i think if there's mm-hmm. a dragon heart remake hosier should voice the dragon oh my god <laughs> oh wow i could really picture a dragon you know right? doing his um his his version of uh the humors of whiskey oh yeah that would be good come guess me this riddle what beats five and fiddle <laughs> how is that that every time we we end these tours we end up plotting the movies that should or shouldn't be made and then cast them at the same time Dra- so many times. well i i don't know what dragon heart they're on i know they've continued making sequels uh oh god yeah they get so much worse as they go yeah, the second one I remember the dragon farts on a village. Oh um, my god! Yeah, there, there's also a, a a fairly questionable depiction of an old Asian man mm-hmm. in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he just comes from the east <laughs> uh, to teach them about dragons. Right. But, um, oh my god maybe you know what maybe i should rewatch it maybe it's aged well yeah maybe it's got to be another watch along or something or we're gonna have to review it because now i I, yeah oh my gosh well yeah i mean as always we leave you with a really great watch list uh dragon (laughs) heart (laughs) yeah dragon dragon heart a true a true classic yes yes um 
Yeah, I can. Can I just say this before we wrap up? Uh huh. My absolutely favorite favorite thing about Dragonheart is um when uh uh De- it's Dennis Quaid is the knight, right? Yeah. Yeah, Bowen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's when Draco saves him from uh the king and his knights. Uh huh. Um, and scares them off, and Bowen, you know, who is getting his ass kicked. <laughs> turns around and says, why did you do that? I had everything <laughs> under control. And like, you can hear him shouting so loud that his voice cracks and he just kind of sounds pathetic. I have no idea if that was deliberate or not, but it is so funny. Why I had they... everything under control. Why did There's they just keep something... it? Oh my God. <laughs> There's just something about seeing the hero say that like it. Hearing his voice crack. <laughs> I had it under control oh my god that's i gotta rewatch this movie and cry oh mm-hmm, uh, jeez mm-hmm. simpler I, times it really was i have that's a core memory of me watching it when my parents first opened their their they first started their business and it was in this like quite literally small shack of a house and it was like mm-hmm. we i was with my mom and we had to wait for the um some guy had to come, I think, to repair something. So we watched Dragonheart on a V and VHS, by the way, in a Ooh. TV in the corner. And it was like in a room with just like rug. And I think I had a Pepsi. Yeah. Oh, simple times. Wow. Yeah. So I, maybe I just should never rewatch the movie. So it's always preserved in my mind, even though I've seen it like 25. it's always it's it's perfect. It's perfect. perfect <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Well, the Dragonheart and dragons will live on in our memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. As as they should, as they should in all of us. Exactly. Um, you know, uh, can we get can we get Bad Dragon to sponsor us, the uh, dildo company? Oh, please don't. <laughs> oh, okay. <Might> not... <laughs> well, I guess if real dolls, <laughs> if they're dolls... willing to sponsor us, we will. Read I mean, that's true. That from... <laughs> is... I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> uh, we'll tell you what's uncanny. <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, yeah. This is this has been this has been great. Uh, we've got some exciting uh, topics as we keep rolling with twenty twenty two. I think I I think in our first uh, exhibit of twenty twenty two, I accidentally said it was twenty twenty one. But you know, that's just the way it's gonna go. I'm gonna keep writing twenty twenty one in um my uh in my uh mm-hmm. journal entries probably for a few more months. That's how it goes. That's always a part of the transition period. We get used to writing the date and then we immediately have to start all over and it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh yeah, what uh what have you got going on uh in this year, Joe? Yeah, so the exhibition that I'm a part of called Ephemeral Existence with Teleportal, the collective that I'm attached with, um, or collective gallery that I'm attached with, we're still working out exactly what it is, is, is happening um, <laughs> till the 29th of January at 526 West 26th Street and at Suite 620 in New York City. So if you're in the area, please go check it out. There's some incredible artworks in there. Um, and then I will be, I'm pretty sure I've had word that I'm a part of another upcoming exhibit in Massachusetts, but I don't have full details on that yet, but stay tuned and I will be announcing it. I'm really excited for this Mm -hmm. one. It's a, it's a really big break and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, it's going to be, it's going to be really fun. So stay tuned. Awesome. But how about you, Zam? What do you got going on? 
Um, I am, uh, I don't have too much I can speak to right now. I believe my work is still up at the Studio Public House uh, as part of the Toys Show uh, in St. Petersburg, Florida. Nice. Um, I am going to be in an upcoming show this February at uh, the same location, Studio Public House. Um, it's going to be an entire exhibit of flowers, uh, of Ooh. different artists painting flowers. So I'm pretty excited about that. I should probably get the painting done for it. Probably should get the painting um, for sure, but yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, as always, I'm getting ready for my master's thesis show, uh, in, uh, the Tufts Medford Gallery, uh, coming to you may 16th uh, and that'll be up until the 23rd uh so be on the lookout for that uh if you want to find the museum after hours correct us on our dragon facts uh tell us your dragon name right (laughs) Uh, you can find us on twitter at uncanny museum or on instagram at uncanny county museum uh if you're uh, on a uh, podcatcher, please give us a uh, a review and a yes. follow. We appreciate it. Spread the word. Uh, we got some really exciting stuff that we're going to cover and hopefully some uh, really cool guests as well. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. It's an exciting time for sure. Lots to cover mm-hmm. in 2022. Yes, yes. If you want to find me, I'm at Xanasaurus on Instagram. And I'm at Josemino Art on Instagram. And I also want to plug at teleportal.gallery on Instagram too. You should check that out as Ooh, well. Yes. Go check out that. Um, oh, I guess I can also mention um, my band actually did meet up to record. Ooh. So we should actually have some music coming out soon. Yay. That's so exciting. Ugh. Thanks. Thanks. going to be awesome. Um, yeah. Well, from the Uncanny County Museum, I have been Nax. I have been Zan Peters. And I have been Jomisi. Was it that or was it? Bye. Bye. Bye.